Whether you're buying a new car, a used car, or refinancing your current car, FedChoice Federal Credit Union could help save you money. FedChoice makes buying a car so easy that you can do everything right from your smartphone or on a computer. Become a member today and you can take advantage of their great rates and financing options. Find out more at FedChoice.org. That's FedChoice.org. Membership open to federal employees including contractors and their families. FedChoice Federal Credit Union insured by NCUA. Addicted to Orange Theory. You I went am. to your first bris over the weekend. Uh, is, that, is that how I'm saying it? Yeah, bris. Bris. Okay. Bris. What? You're, aren't you Jewish? No, my my uh, soon to be husband's oh, half Jewish, okay. but but he's the dad <laughs> side Jewish, you know. So I don't know that that doesn't count. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, but, but I could convert to Judaism. I think. So uh, I was invited to my our first bris. Okay. Not mine. <laughs> That would be a twist of events, really. That would be. Yeah. Please let us film that. Uh, there would have been a little bit more screaming than the four, the forty seconds that the little baby was screaming. That was a beautiful event. Really? Yeah, we went. Um, they bagels, locks, okay, cream cheese. And then they then they go in the other room and perform the no, bris, right? right in the same room. No way. Like in front six, of all the guests. Yeah. There's like sixty people. You know, I think it's pronounced the moil. Is, okay. I mean, he's not a rabbi. He's moil. I mean, he has to be certified in schooling and all that stuff. Okay. Does some prayers and some stories and um, why the significance of the ceremony and the parents speak and then there's some sponsors and uh, some sponsors. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you is this like my podcast? What they, <laughs> they, oh, today's no. <laughs> is brought to you by. No, uh, brought to you okay. by Cutter. Oh, no. by Fifty Floor. Okay, what's going on? <laughs> no, I didn't mean. Spo- I meant like. People sponsors, and then they talk about how, you know, the name. I didn't realize this. The name of um, you got to have a Jewish name, so they take the first initial of the first name and the first initial of the middle name, and that tied to the people who uh, deceased relatives or friends that honors them, or honors them, and the ceremony and so forth. And then the baby starts screaming for like forty seconds, and you know what's going on, and you, you know. And that's as, just like as, out in front of and everybody. All, and all the males in the room were like holding onto their private parts. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't imagine. Like that's just like they really they do that in front of everyone. Well, I was way back, so I didn't actually see the. Uh, oh, you didn't. I would have moved to the front. Like I, I want to see I, that. Yeah, action. I know you probably like, would have. But I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was. Um, I I heard you know you know probably I got enough. when you're uh, how, perfect. How old's the baby at this point? Like two weeks old? No, eight days. It has to be eight, eight days, days from birth. Can't, if it happens on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, eight days. Eight days. Okay. Listen well, to me. I'm an expert on brisses like now. Ripping off like a you know a hangnail, really, right? I mean, at that point, you're like your skin's so pliable. Then it's just you know you're really just like a ball of mush. Yeah, with I a don't know of the hands. medical significance, but yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't cry for long. Yeah, it's just pulling a hangnail, really, at that point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? I mean, like, your age, it's a little bit more of a, you know, yeah, it's like a procedure. I'd be down for 17 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there look was at some, you. There was some anxiety in the room. Like, there was some, like, Yeah, you I can know, imagine. They must have, like, a little fine scalpel that they have out. Like, I was just like, like, everyone, sh- turn off your phones in case that thing goes off while he's cutting. Could could turn out yeah. bad. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, beautiful uh, little ceremony. It was great. And then everyone went back to having like bagels and locks and mimosas. Bagels, locks, and no, you can't eat the bagels and locks before. It's only after. Really? Yeah. There was okay. mimosas. 
coffee, prior, some great cupcakes too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So you were doing that. And then you've also now gotten on the Orange Theory bandwagon? How I did have, this so happen? My wife and daughter are um, addicted. They've been addicted for about a year or more. Okay. And, uh, you know, you know, I run a ton. And I've been getting injuries, and but I won't go through all that. Uh, so I tried it out. It's, it's treadmill, rowing, and floor work, like core strength work. Okay, it's all in like an hour circuit. Hour, very intense, uh, high intensity. Uh, and you know you have your heart rate monitor. I mean, you're burning seven, eight, nine hundred calories in in the fifty five minutes. I love it because really? I get to run, but then row, and you, know, you get all your. So I've done it like ten out of the last twelve days. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I don't know if that'll sustain, but right now, I you know. Running's kind of taking a back burner a little. Do bit. Do you like the competitive nature of classes? Because you're basically right I next do. to people. You well, do. Uh, on the other hand, I think I have the wrong thought process. So I'm looking at the calories burned, oh, which okay. just means I'm heavier than all the rest of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. You make it sound on the show like no, you're a big guy. But, yeah, I love the competitiveness, especially really? the people next to you. They're, like, trying to beat you and shit. It's like. Well, you'd easily beat I me because like, I'd be like, I'm scaling back. Like, when we get off the rower <laughs> to do, like, your lunches, I'm, like, knocking the person over. <laughs> I get out of my way. How many people are in a class? Uh, it depends on the time. You know, there's 10, 12, maybe 12 treadmill. So maybe 36 max. Which, wow. But it's not, the, it's not crowded. Like people are on the treadmill, people are on the rower, people are on the floor. And then there's like oh. each kind of one is fun. Sometimes you, it's like a little competitive. How many meters can you row? But it's like, you know, we're going to run X number of minutes at this pace. And then you're going to up it and down, you know. And then music is just like blaring. Blaring, coaches, it's great. Wow, all right. Yeah, so far so good, big fan. Okay, so do you think It's not cheap, to be honest, I mean, candid. It's like a buck fifty a month. Wow, but you can take unlimited classes, right? Yeah, unlimited, That's not too bad. No. Yeah, all of them are expensive, I feel like. Everything's crazy. Solid core, soul cycle, whatever you do. Yeah. Yeah. Good old-fashioned walking for me. You ready? (laughs) Are you ready for the, are you in wedding shape? No, I haven't done a thing. I have not done one thing. Today I'm going to a personal trainer, mostly just because. Don't like tear something where you're like in traction for the wedding. I know, I know. Like at this point, just forget it. I love to walk, but I need to do more cardio. Have you retried the dress on? No, I go for my final fitting August 2nd, one week before the wedding. So That's then cutting have... it close, isn't it? Well, I've had two fittings already. Oh, okay. So two fittings, and then they do one week before the wedding for any last-minute things that they have to, like, button up, tie up, and then that's it. By the way, I see no ring. Still no ring? I have no ring. Did you so see... I might be using something borrowed for the, the wedding ring. Um, I'm hoping that the ring comes in before. Did you see Scarlett Johansson's ring? Yes, that was amazing. Four hundred thousand or something. It's huge. This pear-shaped yellow, like canary. I mean, she diamond. had to help pay for that, right? He does. I mean, he's a writer for SNL. I'm sure he does well, but I don't think he's like four hundred thousand oh, yeah, dollars. Yeah, she's like in Avengers. Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. She's not just in Avengers. She's like the star. Oh yeah, one of the stars yeah. of Avengers. She's. I saw Avengers. Third Endgame. wedding though. It's her third wedding. Third, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Who else? The next one she had the kid with, and now this. Scarlett person. Johansson has a kid. Are yeah. we sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm what? up on pop culture, and you're not. Um, I, yeah, I don't. Re- I don't recall her being married. Yeah, Th- this is third her marriage. marriage. Third marriage. Interesting. Well, good for them. I'm they actually sure. seem like they're a good couple. They seem like they're a good fit. Yeah, until they're not. 
Hard when you're both stars. Like Ryan Reynolds is, level plus is he hers. A, is, yeah, so he's not, he might be a star. I'm sure he's talented. He's not a star yet, though. Oh, um, her Scarlett Johansson's her, yeah, Beyonce. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I don't think, I, and I'm not sure that he has the same star caliber. You know what I mean? What's their age? Are they the same age? I think they're around the same age. Okay. Sweet. In their 30s. So, well, good for her. I yeah. like them as a couple. Yeah. He's great. Just, he seems cool to let her, like, be in the spotlight. Yeah. Go make the money. They live in New York. Yeah. They're living their Definitely lives. a prenup coming, though, right? Oh, massive one, yeah. I'm yeah. debating if I should get one, and I have, like, nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, really. I don't have that much, but I'm like, do I want to keep the little things that I have? I mean, I don't want to have to give those to half to him. Who knows? And, you know, with what me. What do you have, a couch? You I mean, gotta cut yeah. it in half. Well, we have a fully furnished one bedroom apartment, which and a couple doesn't of four hundred one k rollovers, which is nothing. You don't even own the apartment. I know we don't. Even okay, own so it. you have nothing. That's what I figured. I figured. I How think does it feel to have nothing? Great, actually, I love it. It's very liberating. <laughs> I mean, I do. You know, I do at some point want to work less, so I'm like, all right, I do need to strategize more financially because at some point I want to be, you know, traveling a lot more, drinking margaritas at noon. Living the life, hmm. but you know, you like that Tom Cruise taste. movie. What was that one? Remember, cocktail. Okay, yeah. Bar- I don't want to be a bartender down in Florida. Thanks. No, living no. on a boat. No, but Key West. I do love Key West. That is an amazing spot, actually. So, All right. uh, you know, there are some of the things that are going on in our personal oh. lives. Uh, I'm really excited for the wedding. Basically, I'm just down to the seating chart. That's the most stressful thing. Where to put people? Where You know, do you seat friends? You, you told me people are canceling. What is that about? Well, we have 160 people, but we probably have about 35 or 40 kids. So people are ebbing and flowing didn't if they're going to bring their kids to the dinner, if they're going to stay for dinner. Didn't we talk about this? Yeah, you said don't invite the there kids. There should not be one kid at a wedding. <laughs> unless, here's it, the unless it's your kid. The thing is, though, a lot of people would not have come because yeah, most of their sitters. babysitters are the grandparents. So I want the grandparents to come and party. You should have you should have got one of these babysitting services, a couple hotel rooms, and just had them all crash. I know. I'm actually thinking about that maybe. I, I need to talk to them and see if they'll, who knows, they're all like, you know, all the yeah. kids have like certain things and Ugh, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I'm actually thinking about hiring maybe like someone to entertain the kids so the parents can get drunk. I want there the There should be some person though you hire, like there should be some person you assign. If a kid tries to run down the main wedding aisle, like they just get taken out, like tackled, <laughs> like somebody comes flying out and just body blocks them in back into the uh, row. Most of the kids are not that like young anymore. They're okay. mostly six and higher. So a lot of 10 year olds. You think you're going to have eight. one of those, like a 10 year old, they're going to walk around and try to drink all the empty drinks and get hammered. <laughs> well, that would certainly be a turn of events. <laughs> I, and no one will be monitoring that. Great. Um, yeah. So we just have kids like maybe coming, maybe not staying. Three weeks. There. So three weeks. It's bananas. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. Bob Mueller is testifying. Why? Uh, actually, it already started eight thirty this no, morning. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Not well, today. if this posts tomorrow, then it is today. You're correct. But got if it. this posts today, it's tomorrow. Okay, so it could go end Wednesday this week, basically. What um, a waste of time. Like seriously. Now, why do you think it's a waste like, of time? Uh, and, and again, I I said the same. People think, oh, Trump. I said the Republicans went overboard on Benghazi with Hillary. And there should have been hearings. Now, they didn't hire a special counsel for that, as they did in this case. So a little different. 
he published a report. We've talked about this. Published a report, no charges. Then he came out and spoke, did a press well, briefing, said, the report speaks for itself. I'm not going to talk. And now he's talking. Yeah, but he doesn't have a choice. He was subpoenaed. Uh, I mean, he, he has can't. a choice. He's Robert Mueller. He has a choice. He could say nothing. So yeah, the, by the way, he did say that... It's political theater. And I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, and I've treated this. This only helps Donald Trump get re-elected. The more they talk about Mueller, the more this continues. The country's completely moved on. Completely moved on. I guarantee you the heartland of this country could care less about tomorrow's testimony. Mueller's not going to say anything that isn't in the report. He'll look like a complete fool and a partisan hack if he does. It's, I don't, it doesn't make sense. Regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, it does. I don't understand what they're thinking. Well, there's a lot of Democrats that still are talking about impeachment. So they're wondering no if there will be some nuggets. Per, even, one fourth of all Democrats don't even want impeachment. The country's at like 63% no impeachment. Pelosi, no impeachment. The senators there's, will never go for impeachment. At this stage, you're, you're 14, 15 months away from the election. 15 months away from the election. You've had multiple debates already. You have another debate coming up in the end of this week. It's there's like the impeachment thing is over. He's not going to be impeached. Focus on policy. It's like it's like we talked last week. Now, you know, Trump won this squad thing. He won it. The squad won and Trump won. The Dems lost. The moderate Democrats lost with the with the entire squad uh Back and, forth. back and forth. They won because they got propped up. Their stature got propped up. Sure. A lot of attention. A lot, a lot of, of attention. 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 They love it. Their policies, their issues. And Trump won. It's it's kind How of interesting. Trump how Trump win? I mean, I think oh, a lot won. of people agreed he was racist. and No. Oh. Well, whether he was or he wasn't, the fact is he won because that's all the Dems are focused on right now. And and it looks like that that those four are running the party. And if... As I said last week, and every multiple other experts, m much more knowledgeable than me, said, if it is perceived in the key states that these four individuals, AOC and and those other and Omar in particular, are driving the the party's platform, he wins again. Do you think this is a way for the Democrats to at least still remind Americans that Trump, um, while they did not bring criminal charges against him. Obviously, did some very shady things and did no. obstruct justice. No, no one cares. <laughs> they don't care. I, I do know think everyone. People care. I no, mean, he was people in DC pretty care. involved with Russia. People in DC care. They, they don't care. The Russians were charged. The Russian. The okay, Russian. What's that amounted to? Let, let me just go. The Russians were charged. The Russian interference with the election actually occurred under a different administration. You have Biden out there saying, oh, it would not have happened under him when it did happen under him. The guy's lost. So no charges. Then you had all the media. There's a there's a thing on Twitter, like 20 pundits from different networks talking about, well, forget about Mueller. Now it's the Southern District of New York, this U.S. Attorney's Office in New York. That's where the buck stops. That's where he goes to jail. That's where the charges are going to be filed. What did SDNY do last week? No charges from the hush money. 
over and over and over again. This it's like it's like Groundhog Day with the Democrats and the media. Many in the media, they they're hope they're reporting stories as they which they hope the results That's, are different. No, no. Th- what I'm saying is they they report as they hope something's true or they hope something's happening. The SDNY, the SDNY, the I mean on and on and on again. It's so funny. You got to watch it. And by the way, they're saying all the same words, which means, you know, it's like the, the talking points of the Dems. Well, Quartz.com did do an interesting article today, and they basically put out all the ways that Trump did uh, try to obstruct justice. And so it's it's just fascinating to reading. Like, seeking protection in February t- 2017, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was considering recusing himself. No one himself. is saying Trump is perfect. No one is saying he didn't try to bully bully, yeah. and, and, and defend himself and whether that rose up to obstruction or not. Well, the I point guess. is the special counsel's office, a highly, highly, highly respected former director of the FBI, who both parties said was the perfect choice, investigated with top, top lawyers and investigators for two years and could not charge the president. But it wasn't up to Mueller to it charge. Was, it was up it to was. Barr. No, and Barr decided not fake. to. That's fake. That is not true. If Mueller came out, he could have easily charged Trump with obstruction. He said in the report that the fact that he was the president had no bearing on whether he charged him or not. It just didn't rise but that up. Was, that was Barr's whole—that was— Mueller was leading the investigation to give it to Barr to decide if Barr— Are you telling me— Okay, no, stop— just think of what you're saying. For you're telling me if Mueller truly believed Trump and had the evidence, he wouldn't have charged Trump. He absolutely, at minimum, it would have been in his report that said he obstructed. No, it doesn't say he obstructed. He said there's five or six or ten instances where he could have obstructed or it could appear he had. But there just, when in this country, is if there's not enough evidence we keep talking about the uncharged person. Well, I mean, I think I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, do, I think you have a point. I think um, whether you're obstructed or not, he wasn't charged. All I'm saying is from a political perspective, this helps Donald Trump. This helps Donald Trump. The more Mueller talks, the more the, the Dems look desperate, the more the squad is out front. It all helps Donald Trump. Really, you think the squad isn't? They seem like they're getting some. You know, when Omar goes back uh, to her, you don't state, think that was set up? There was like a hundred people there cheering. You don't think that was pre-planned? <laughs> you, you think you think on. it was basically her office in oh, Minneapolis, like in Minnesota? They, they went get... out and got something. They went out and got like. Oh, you think they rounded up people? Absolutely. They were like, hold up! He's like, wow, you're going to wow. You, you stop, please. Of course it was. Wow. Okay. You think they just showed up for a congresswoman? No way. Look at you. Interesting uh, theory. Maybe she has some real fans. You're not buying that. No. Oh, I'm sure she has. No, no, no. I No. I, I'm, I'm sure she has real fans. But she got elected. But you're not believing that they're going to show up to the airport when she returns no, and I mean, hold signs. I mean, maybe, and... maybe 40 of them or 50 of them or 30 like about of them. 150 people Stop. there. It was a, please, that was so pre-planned. Wow. All right, look at you. Okay, well, I mean, it'll be interesting. Of course, everybody will be on Twitter 
talking about Mueller, testifying. A lot of people sort of say what you say. You're not going to get a lot more from him. Obviously, he doesn't. If you do, shame on him. If you do, absolutely shame on him. And I think he should be held in contempt. If he, if he oh, hasn't come on, no, no. that's rich considering all the crap that Trump did. I mean, come it doesn't on. matter. He's he's the attorney. He was hired to put out you a report with all the problematic that Trump did things like going to James Comey and essentially saying for Comey to drop the investigation of Flynn to even ask that. You don't think that that implies that there was some really crappy stuff Listen, going I'm, on there. I mean, uh, that first kind of, all, of stuff is crazy uh, from a president. I'm not I'm not suggesting first of all, I'm not an attorney, nor am I suggesting that. He didn't get right up to the line. I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure, though, if asking to drop an investigation is technically obstruction. Well, then firing Comey. He obviously was very nervous well, about what Comey was doing. Trump was very nervous that Comey was investigating him. All I know is the, he did not he did not derail, try to derail. He provided all testimony, all documents asked by the special counsel. He didn't redact anything. Yeah, for privilege in the report? No, you do. What's he not going to do? Not give it over? I mean, not talk, not answer questions. I don't like. Listen, I don't know. If he truly did something wrong, I'm sure he would have probably fought more and maybe truly obstructed. And again, if there was no underlying crime, are you going to charge a president with obstruction? No, there's. You're not. You're not going to charge Bill Clinton. You're not going to charge Obama. You're not going to charge Ronald Reagan. You're just not. I know people hate Trump, and I know they think he's a piece of crap, but the rules don't change, or, or nor should they. You hired a special counsel. He spent millions and millions of dollars, for 492 pages, 400 days. No. Two years, that, two, so uh, yeah, whatever uh, that was. 800 days, yeah. 900 days, and no charges. Enough. That's all I'm saying. Enough. Well, let's talk Bernie Sanders. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it will be interesting to see if anything is revealed. Typical socialist. People- Typical socialist. I want to spend your money, but I don't want to spend my money. Yeah, you not, know, this Not one, paying his people $15 an hour. Work, yeah. Working them like dogs. 12, 15, no, se- seriously, 17 hours a day for like 36000 a year, which equated to, I believe, under $10 an hour. So now he says he's going to work them the right amount of hours, so it equals $15 an hour. But typical socialist. I'm going to spend everyone else's money but not hold myself up to the same standards. It's like the environmentalists. Yet they get on private planes, they fly, they stay in big hotel rooms that they don't need to, and screw up. Everyone else needs to suffer except me. You don't think that um, Bernie Sanders, I mean, I guess what was fascinating to me He's about- a fake socialist. Complete <laughs> fake. It's a farce. He is. He's a, he's a farce. I do think he generally has this country's best interest at no, heart and please. wants that. He was a senator for so long. He was in Congress. He did nothing. Please, he got some. He he, you know, he he got, you know, for, online. You know, he went viral. You know, four years ago when he ran, and he got a huge following. Came out of nowhere. He's fake. Um, I actually think that this incident. Maybe mixed with the whole coupling of he believes that everybody in prison should have the right to vote. Well, no, I mean, specifically this, the Boston bomber. The Boston bomber. This is not looking good for him, mostly because yeah, what he's I th- toast. I told you he's toast. Well, what I thought was interesting. It's down is to three people. Who? Go ahead. You, I'm sorry. Camilla Harris. Yeah. Biden. Buttigieg. Oh, Buttigieg. Okay. Me. I'll throw Warren in there because Warren oh, seems yeah, to be stabilizing. Yeah. I, listen, Warren. She's formidable. She's very educated. 
I think she's a quasi-socialist. Yes, definitely. I don't, I don't think she'll get the nomination over Harris or Biden, but I, you have to keep her in the top four. I think it's Biden and Camilla Harris on the ticket. They'll be good. They'll be really tough. Who's They're on top? Well, Biden won't be a VP again, so yeah. it, it's either Biden and then Camilla Harris. Harris. Yeah, I think uh, she'll go for that. I think she'll go for that. Yeah, I think I agree I, with you. Yeah, I think it's. I a think huge... if Biden gets the nomination, that's a perfect pick for him. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I think <laughs> I bless you. I think Kamala. Bless you. Okay. I think Buttigieg is a perfect pick for her. Ooh, those two could be really good too. Um, did you did it surprise you? So, what surprised me about the Bernie Sanders story is the people in his camp that essentially were making ten dollars an hour because they're working sixty, eighty hours a week. What drives me a little nuts is when you're working on a political campaign. I feel like that probably goes with the territory, and you're probably working for him because you really truly believe in who he is. This isn't a. Do you understand that his the people who work on his campaign are unionized? Yeah, and he said they have amazing um, health benefits yeah, too. Yeah, okay, that's good. But I mean, don't isn't that doesn't that go with the territory that you know you're going to be working sixty, eighty hours a week? I was kind of surprised that some of these people leaked this information, didn't go to him directly and talk to him about this. I don't know who leaked it. It could have been another Democratic campaign. The, like, the, right. The DNC tried to derail him the first time. Maybe they're trying to derail him the second time. Who knows? Listen, I think all these things go on. I believe in House of Cards. I believe all this stuff goes on. Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, you're beginning to be one. Maybe no, we need to turn I, this into I conspiracy theories. I just think theories. that all goes. It's it's cutthroat. This is this is for it's the politics. It's, it's politics dirty. for the for the presidency. It's real, right? And yeah. I think that, I mean, if you found out Kamala Harris's staff leaked the fact that Bernie Sanders people weren't making fit, would you be surprised? Um. No, probably not. Okay. I mean, it's disappointing. Or if it was Biden? People. I think it's, you know what, it's disappointing. I think w everything that we saw the DNC do to Bernie Sanders, when Bernie Sanders really should have gotten the nomination. Probably. You know, two or three years and ago. And I think could have beat Trump. Exactly. That's That was really his moment. I think that's discouraging. And, of course, the RNC does it as well. It just makes me want to vote independent and not Although I will say party. the RNC, and, you know, I think the RNC did it years past they didn't do it this time, or Trump would not have gone away. Oh yeah, well they, or they, they tried maybe. Weren't organized yeah, enough right. to actually have. They an probably impact. didn't think he would come out of. Nobody thought he'd candidates. really do it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was big news again for Real Bernie quick, Sanders. Uh, I I also because I do want, uh, and I think you know this about me. I I I I think it's important that the American people get a clear understanding of the candidates that are going to run. I mean, obviously they have an understanding of Trump, but I don't, the way they're doing these debates, I, I'm very concerned for the Democrats. Like those top four we just mentioned should be on the stage together this week. Okay, but we're a year out. They're going to be. It's This is still in the process. How many Democratic candidates do we have running? I, I 12, 15? Well, but if that's your, if, if the feeling is all they eventually will be, then why have these debates now? Because you got to give everybody a chance. You can't. You can't. You got to mix in. If if people are raising money and do have any but sort have of two momentum, tiers. have the top ten on one, the the bottom ten on another, and maybe someone could rise up based on polling. But to have to, to not have to have Harris and Biden on the same, and not have Warren, or I can't remember exactly. I think it's Harris Biden. 
and Buttigieg on one and Warren on the other, vice versa. Doesn't make sense to me. And Beto's toast. Well, I think, yeah, I think everybody <laughs> knows that. I don't think you hear much about Beto no. anyway. I think Beto at some point, when do people start dropping out? 12 months before? Are we going to see people in the next probably two or three months? I think two or three months because I, it just gets too expensive. Yeah, to keep right? going. As right. you get closer to these primaries and, and really have to start spending advertising money, I mean, if you're at three, two, oh one, zero percent, I mean, Booker looks like he's toast. All the other ones at 1% are Yeah, toast. there's another really interesting guy. Kristen Gildebrand, stop. Just stop. You're making, like, just stop. You loved her at first. No, I like Klobuchar. Oh, Klobuchar. Okay. Totally different. Okay. I do like Klobuchar. I like her answer She's yesterday. toast, too, though. But. She is, but I like her. Like, they asked her, she did. She was doing an interview, and they asked her, uh, will you have AOC or any of the squad speak if you were to get the nomination at, at the uh, Democratic uh, Convention? And she said, no, I won't commit to that. That's a great answer because they're socialists and they're anti-Semite. She said the only Democrat that I'll guarantee will speak at my convention would be Barack Obama. That's a good one. Good answer. Yeah. I l listen, I like her. I t she's moderate. She's right, reasonable. She's not going to get it. I know. you got to do something to stand out. You know what I mean? you got to yeah. get some of that she's momentum like, going. She's like plain Jane. Like she's just... <laughs> No, and I, I don't mean that negatively. Like she's just she gets lost in the mix. Some, right. Like she does. Kamala yeah, you have some fire. Kamala you have some has. Fire Kamala's done enough to stand out. I right. thought. I I thought Klobuchar would, but she's she's maybe but, too passive and maybe too passive. Yeah, Kamala will go after Biden. You know, she's. I done think Klobuchar is someone moves. if she could survive to like the final eight or nine would then shine. Then might. Like her policies, her her moderate her moderate approach could I don't again I don't think she'll have she has any chip, but I I still like her. All right, let's move on to some yep. um you know internet stories that have gotten a lot of traction, and I think also are good for us to talk about on this show because I think in the year that we've been doing this podcast, it's an interesting shift. Erica Thomas, representative from Georgia, mm -hmm. um, earlier last week or sort of end of last week, basically came out and said that she was told to go back to where she came from in a Georgia supermarket um, by a guy that she initially said was white. Yep. Uh, turns out he's part Cuban, part white. Um, and now that story is sort of unfolding. And at least on Saturday, hate hoax was trending the entire day on Twitter um, as she's kind of backtracked and said, well, I'm not really sure she of the language. She hasn't kind of backtracked. She completely backtracked. She deleted her Twitter or t the tweet. It, no one, the, the, if if seventy five percent of the media is not talking about it anymore, it was a complete hoax. She Jesse Smollettted everyone, and shame on her. Um, it was fascinating though. She was actually even interrupted by Eric Sparks. He's the he's the man when they when she was being interviewed by uh, reporters, uh, and he had a very different story to tell. Sparks accused Thomas of faking the story for political purposes, saying he was in fact a Cuban American Democrat who was simply irritated that she bought so many groceries to the express checkout lane. <laughs> Thomas rebuked Sparks's version of events, however, in an interview I later would tell someone to go back to the uh, non-express lane. <laughs> Uh, um, she said, quote, I don't know if he said go back or those types of words. I don't know if he said go back to your country or go back to where you came from. He was telling her to go back to the line. References. He was telling her to go back to the non-15 items or less express lanes. It was a hoax. It's a shame that that you occurs. It was a hoax. So I think. She made it up. She tried to. I don't she think tried she made to, it up. They obviously had she an probably incident. Had a, they, they had a confrontation and 
to make herself look better. She she figured for political purposes. She tried to spin yeah. it. She tried to spin it, and it backfired on her. Uh, yeah, big time. Um, the other thing I was saying. Plus, to I you, hope he sues her. For what? For defamation. Why? I think most people see his side now. Doesn't matter. The harm's done. You can't done. sue someone for he, defamation unless you're a public figure. Like you got to be able to. Or, no, sorry, he's not he, a public. That's figure. right. He's not a public. And figure. he but you was. Be able to he prove was damages. defamed. Well, has he lost his job? I don't know. But with social media right now, he. I believe he was getting death threats. Everybody gets death threats now. That's the new <laughs> hey, how are you? You know, I mean, everyone needs to get over that. That's the new norm. Everybody get, get you know now if you're. If you're involved in the news at all, everyone goes on and cries. They got death threats. Death threats are like so someone shaking your You were saying something before the show uh, started that, and you and I have talked about this for, for a long time. I, I think we're starting to see a slight, slight, oh, yeah, very time. slight shift where the, the crazies on social media try to attack someone or create uh, a, a story narrative that's really not there, like with Chris Platt and his shirt and... Um, um, you know, this comedian, you could tell the story about the comedian from SNL. Yeah, it was, was she at SNL? No, Comedy Central. Comedy so, Central. So Dina Hashim is a half Muslim, a, a woman who is a comedian, did a joke about this rapper, Tentacion, who was murdered about a year ago in Florida. He was in a very expensive vehicle. He had $50,000 in cash going to buy another car. Um, and he was essentially robbed and, and shot and killed. So she does this joke where she sets that up and basically says, you know, that's very sad. And then she says, but, you know, it got me thinking that that would be a really great Venmo commercial. Like, who's carrying around $50,000? So instantly the mob came for her that, you know, calling her a white woman, calling her Becky, all this stuff that she, you know, shouldn't have attacked him. And of course, what's fascinating is a ton of comedians have basically said, you know what, enough. We're like the comedians were and Corinne Fisher, who has a very popular podcast. She was basically doing a bunch of videos and goes, you know, for a long time, comedians have been supporting people behind the scenes. Like they'll DM you and say, look, you know, it'll pass. Don't worry about it. But now it's time to be public in yeah. our defense. And she's essentially said, when you're in a comedy club, these are spaces where people are working material, trying things like get over it. Yeah. You know, this wasn't about his murder. This was about his you know, joke. And if you don't, if you're sensitive to these things, you shouldn't be watching Comedy Central. You shouldn't be at a comedy club. So she's getting a lot of support. And a lot of people who initially condemned her deleted their tweets and are kind of backtracking. So I think it's a very, I think we are seeing the beginning of the turn of people are tired of the mob. I, I agree with you 100%. I also think people who are getting attacked have figured out how to handle it better. Rather than just quickly apologize or backtrack, mm -hmm. they either fight back or they just try to let it pass or fluff it off. I mean, Ricky Gervais, I mean, he got crushed. He was trying, they were trying to crush him. He made some, and again, I don't know if they were serious comments or not about, he was being call called transphobe because he was saying that, um, and I don't know if he was doing this as a comedy skit or not, but that, um, he was for, he said, I believe I'm supporting feminism by saying that the people who wax private parts okay. shouldn't have to wax a trans woman. Okay. You follow? Yeah. They shouldn't have to do that if they don't want to. And he got crushed. I think it was like, a, obviously, Ricky Gervais says everything in jest. And yeah. Very fun. But he was like, he got crushed. Boom. 
you're a transphobe and he just like he comes back with like a one sentence yeah i'm sure it's transphobe to x y and z my point is like i think the i think people are the yeah. comedians are they're just learning how to kind of let it roll and come back with a quick sarcastic response um yeah and, yeah and, and but I, it but it's it is easier though for a comedian who's semi-popular very popular like a gervais or this other woman where if you're just wor uh, working stiff at some local restaurant it's a it's much harder they come harder it's harder to react do you have the support of your bosses and your co-workers yeah. and so forth and um I think that's where it gets very dangerous. But I do see a little bit of a, of a shift. I think you're, you're beginning to see a shift. I think people are tired of the mob. I think they, you know, especially in a career like comedy, which you are supposed to be pushing the line. You're supposed to be. And I think there's. But also even like put the comedy side away real quick. The, 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 the pouncing so quickly right. and so it has to stop yeah i don't think it because people make mistakes and and you know i think like a lot of comedians were saying if you work in entertainment at, at some point and you're regularly out doing shows or you're going to step in crap like there's going to be times where maybe the joke does go too far or whatever but to lose your career and have all this like you know negative attention it's just it's so bananas so i love to see this and then week the, that and, people and stand then up for trying her. to Put people in these boxes. You're a racist. You're yes. an anti-Semite. You're a transphobe. You're this. You're that. Without knowing the person, knowing their background, knowing where they come from. There's a conservative uh, writer. Um, I believe his first name is. I think his name is Brian Palumbo. I'm not sure about the Brian, but I th I'm pretty sure it's Brian Palumbo. Openly gay conservative writer, and he was getting t attacked. The person who was attacking him didn't even know he was openly gay. It, it's just like, yeah, pay yeah, attention. Right. Like, no one's, it, it's just quick, you know. And anyway, but speaking of coworkers, we have a couple. I we, like this story. So we did this at Fox 5. Yes, we And did. essentially it says that your coworkers are draining you. And lots of times people. Trust me, when I'm done with this podcast, it's, oh my God. I need like, I need to rest and reboot. Why? <laughs> Okay, why do you feel like your coworkers um, drain you? Do you really want me to answer? Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Why? Just too many questions, too much well, small talk. Well, that's hard for me to answer because I, you know, I. Everything. You're the boss. Who small talks to you? That's my point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm only dealing with draining issues. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, the report said that your coworkers more. are. I think they were referring to the negativity, the gossip. The chirping, this that guy, people always interrupting that you. That boss sucks. This is I did this last night. Everyone's problems. Yeah, you're hearing the and it's just like so. The advice was, you put your headphones in. Yeah, try to tune a lot of that out, which which I agree with. Well, and they also said putting your headphones in is essentially a universal symbol to people that you're busy. The negativity in a lot of workplaces that I've been, the negativity. And those negative people who are always just complaining and bitching and moaning and this isn't right and that, it is draining. It's yeah. draining. And it's, it's, unfortunately, it's contagious. And, you know, you, don't, you, you could choose where you want to work. <laughs> yeah, especially now right? for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of jobs. Make that choice. Make right? that choice. If you're that yeah. miserable and you don't like what's going on, go find a job. Yeah. That's a good point. And it is draining. It is draining. People it's act like somehow so they're like, you know, prisoners at, at workplaces. Right. Versus take take responsibility. Take your own 
responsibility. Onus. Right. Yeah. If you don't like your situation or you don't like where, then go find something else. Yeah. Great. It's true. And the office gossip is, it, it's a lot. Yeah. After a while. Because, you know, it's the same stuff like over and over and, you know. We do have to talk about, I know we're switching from kind office of a light story to, to yeah. a more serious story. But yesterday, I I don't know if you saw the NYPD. Uh, I did. I read this officers, story you sent. Yeah. Uh, were attacked. They were handcuffing a, uh, an individual. Uh, uh, another group of, of, of individuals attacked them with buckets of water. Threw the one, one person threw the bucket at, hit a police officer in the head. Yes. Uh, and they were, one was right out of the academy and one officer had only been on a year. Um, they walked away. They didn't engage and. Apparently, they didn't even tell their superiors about the incident until it obviously went viral. Somebody took the video. Um, and I know everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't say this lightly. This is what happens when petty crimes are decriminalized. This is what happens when you create a culture in a city that it's acceptable to disrespect police officers and law enforcement. This is what happens when in a city that... You know, you're you're claiming it's sanctuary and everyone's above this, and you don't have to hold people accountable. And we're gonna coddle everybody. The mayor of New York City is an embarrassment. He always has been. He's running for president, which is a sham. Yeah, there's another president. The city has completely gone backwards under him. Um, and it's just it's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. Do I blame him? For this particular incident, no. He came out with a tweet and said it's unacceptable, and he said all the right things. But the spokesperson for the NYPD, the spokesperson for the Police Benevolent Association, all very critical of him. There's this culture, and it has to stop. It's disgusting video, um, and I hope they I hope they find out who did it and and, and hold them accountable. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating, like where you how you find balance, right? Because I think a lot of people now feel like Rudy Giuliani, who used to have like three strikes you're out, you know, and a lot of people were serving very long sentences for marijuana possession for um, smaller crimes. You know, how do you find a balance of not, you know, ruining someone's life by sending them to prison for such a long time for a mistake, but also I'm not saying sentencing should be, but like I, I think you can't create. An environment that, like in D.C., you know, you could jump a turnstile and you, you get a ticket, which you never have to pay. It, like, so uh, there's been a lot of shootings and murders in D.C. Really, oh my unfortunately, God, it's been it's been a, it's been a horrible three to four weeks. Chief Newsham came out yesterday saying, and I agree with him to a point. He was saying, it's and we've said this on our show. It's the lack of. Um, um, penalties that have been given to people who are caught with illegal guns mm. in the city there's an, uh the, the caseload is exorbitant they don't prosecute them to the fullest they usually plead them down and they know they're back on the street they're back yeah. on the street and they get another illegal gun and this is happens but to blame the illegal guns no something else is going on people are shooting 11 year olds people are shooting 10 year olds there's a, again Philadelphia is going through the same thing right now. Chicago's been going through it. You saw what happened in San Francisco with, with the mob scene. There has to be a sea change here. And I've said this, and, and again, people poo-poo it. There is a cumulative impact of all these little things. It's like the people attacking ICE for, doing, for, for enforcing the law. It's, 
it's cumulative and certain people take it too far right and uh, there ha- you know when you have when you have politicians saying people running for president that to decriminalize someone coming across the border illegally it's sending the wrong message on a lot of other things and i don't think they realize this just like when trump speaks negatively and he attacks people and bullies people he sh- that sends the wrong message also right but there's a wrong message on the other side as well and i think I, unfortunately i think you're seeing some of that right now come come to a head definitely scary here in dc i mean i feel like the kind of resurgence of crime we haven't seen here since you know i moved here like 12 years ago you know i remember when they would have all hands on deck weekends and you know they'd have 18 19 murders in a weekend seems like we and it hasn't gotten to that level again but it does seem interesting to me that yeah and i'm not one to blame the police i think the dc police do a fine job i think chief newsham yeah we've unders- heard, he's unders- been on this he's podcast on, i think yes. he understands the city i do think you have to stop just blaming the illegal guns though although i do think if you're caught with an illegal gun, you should be prosecuted to the fullest extent. And well, that would send the right issue. message. You know, it's that's from the issue. top down. You know, she's obviously decided that, you know, what the prosecutors are doing in D.C. is okay. She's either implemented that or supported it. Plus the council, and that's plus an the issue. D.C. council, which is completely inept, they get a pass too. And they shouldn't get a pass. Yeah. They keep passing these frivolous, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that, you could do this, you could do that. And... Yet, where are they when this happens? Yeah. They cry, you know, oh, you know, the, the council member from that ward comes out and says, oh, we got to do more. Well, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? It's like the Congress person from Portland, Oregon right now, or Oregon, he's killing Trump, killing Trump, killing Trump. Have you looked at your own freaking city and state? Yeah. Portland's a disaster. You got Antifa running around with masks on, beating up reporters, and you're telling the president what to do or not do? How about you look inward first? And fix your own situation, right? It's like Pelosi. How about San Francisco's a disaster? Like, it's a, it's amazing to me how these people look outward and tell everyone else how to fix everything. But the the, the district they represent is it's like you know like let's go like Baltimore. Like, how about you fix? And I get Congress people represent you know from a national perspective. But don't tell me a congressperson can't have impact on the district they represent and what. Sure. They're elected by those people. Yeah. They're, they're, they're elected to serve those constituents. And enough with telling everyone else what to do when your own house is not in order. Um, I think you make some great points. We we probably have to wrap yeah, up the podcast. Yeah, we have podcast. to wrap up. I know. Anything you want to end with, Ugh, you know? I'm hyped I mean, up now. You are hyped up. This was like a little bit more of a serious show, but you know, we... That's all right. Yeah. I'm going to go do another Orange Theory tonight to relieve the Two stress. Two in one day? No, no, oh, no, no. That's like crazy. All right. Well, we'll be right. back next, next week, week for sure. We'll be back um, for two more weeks and then you're... and then I'm going to get the a, wedding. Then we have a guest co-host coming in. Good. Yeah, you got to. I'm like You're gone night. for how many weeks? Two? Just one. Just one? Yeah. Just, uh, I think, August 5th. I think that's a Tuesday or 6th. I'm not here. All right, um, Where do we follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. See you guys next week.